What is up guys, Dave here from Metal Epidemic. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Metal Epidemic podcast. Joining me on the show, as always, like a couple of sexy anchors. <laughs> that was anchors. Duncan and Kyle, how are you doing, gentlemen, this evening? Kyle, how are you doing? How is Norway? Uh, Norway is the anchor that is attached to Scotland, apparently. But... <laughs> <laughs> Still fine. We've opened up society now, so everyone's getting sick. It's great. Excellent. Is there a, like a, a faint swift of like burning churches in the air? Oh yeah, every yeah. time, every weekend we get to get together on Tuesday evening, burn a couple of churches down. They keep building them. They're getting really, really good at rebuilding churches right now. Nice. That's yeah. what I like to hear. Uh, Duncan, looking sexy as always. How you doing, sir? I mean, the biggest problem is to keep building it of wood. If <laughs> 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 they just avoid flammable material, then their churches would be fine. Uh, you try I'm, moving stone in this Arctic ice listen, wasteland. If they, if they could do it without the use of modern technology in Egypt to build pyramids, I'm sure they can do it in Norway with a couple of hills. <laughs> right? And all that oil money, eh? <laughs> we'll not say any more about that, eh? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because um, they're always like, what? Oil money? Yeah. We don't know what. This yeah, show funded got... by um, <laughs> offshore Norwegian oil money, clearly. Uh, I'm well, Dave. Uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, complimenting me on my devilish good looks. Um, but yeah, yeah. Back for another monthly podcast. Does not Ooh. feel like it was a month ago since we all sat down and no. chatted and nothing has happened. So. It does not. No, nothing has happened. <laughs> no. yeah, well, the last last month we did the uh, the top twenties of twenty twenty one. So it wasn't. It was a podcast, but it was like a kind of special edition, I suppose. We weren't doing yes. the usual format. Yeah. Kyle um, changed his list at the last minute. Fucking Kyle, it was great. Kyle it was amazing. <laughs> I'm not using the list that was published on the website. That would <laughs> no, be no, insane. No. I'll just change the order of things <laughs> and add albums in that weren't even on that list to begin with. Because my <laughs> taste changed, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep the listeners on the toes yeah yeah did we get any um, hate mail about that no um no not that I, not not that i remember no it's only hate then mail that about... means i'm allowed to do it next year yeah. it's <laughs> only hate mail about the bloody wood <laughs> album review yeah no, but that, no, no hate bro. that's fine that's fine it's fine yeah. just 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 confirm it just confirm yeah it. comments are coming in thick and fast on that one like expected um anyway uh this is a sort of a kind of special episode uh, for the Metal Epidemic podcast. Um, this is going to be our first ever collaborative podcast. Uh, that's right. On this episode, we are going from a girthy trio to a full-bodied fivesome. <laughs> right. Everything's wrong now. Um, <laughs> joining us on the show... <laughs> what introduction. We have uh, Joey and Venny from the Heavy Matters podcast. How are you doing, gentlemen? Bloody marvellous, lads. Very good, very good. Glad to have you, glad to have you here. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, most people um, don't come. Like when we like when yeah. we invite them, they, they listen to about three seconds of us and they're like that. Mm, I don't need that stink on me. Don't need that stink <laughs> yeah. on me. So, Yeah, you'll, you'll never be the same after this, to be honest. Um, <laughs> That's why we don't have guests. Like it's too much trauma, you know. Just ask uh, Brad Boatwright for last year. He's he's still dealing with it. Just yeah. never been the same again. I'm still dealing with the sexual harassment claims that are coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's not going to sexual harassment claims, Duncan. We weren't going to talk about sexual harassment claims. I thought I've opened the door, though. Hello. You left it ajar. Yes. Uh, so swiftly moving on. Dave, <laughs> Dave's expert pivot is just a. Uh, yes. We'll just um, we'll just move on. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that I, the only way to kind of start this is just to find out a bit about you guys. Like, um, how how do you guys know each other? And and like, how did the whole Heavy Matters podcast? How did that come about? Go on, Benny. You can start us off, and I'll fill in the gaps. Oh, cheers, mate. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm Benny. He's Joey. We um, we do you know we've been mates since school. Um, we yeah. have moved around the country. Joey's based in Dublin, and I'm usually in Edinburgh. Um, but we went to school. I think like Kyle in deepest darkest Dorset, and um, we grew up <laughs> together in the height of the new metal era, uh, and Based. shared a love of metal at that point had our formative days of going to the London Astoria when it was still open, going to gigs in London and Southampton. And then, do you know what, as, as sometimes happens with time, we, did, for whatever reason, just drifted apart mm. and really didn't see each other for a good 10, maybe 15 years. Mm. And on the hallowed turf of Donington and Download, <laughs> we reunited and, do you know, our shared love of music was rekindled. And, do you know, we made a habit of going back every year to download we'd often having being the ones who are flying in from various parts of the uk and ireland we'd get there before the rest of our mates from school and we'd just sit down um over a then bacon sandwich and just shoot the shit over <laughs> what our favorite albums of the year were or yeah. what our favorite gigs had been and you know we just really loved talking about music and metal in general and then that that's kind of what prompted heavy matters to get going joey what would you say yeah pretty much exactly what you said um i i, I distinctly remember us texting back and forward after we rekindled our uh, love of music and you know have you listened to this album have you listened to this album texting back and forth and then we decided at one download we were going to talk about our top 20 albums uh, of all time to each other and venny and i sat down at 11 in the morning in a camper van with a beer and went through it. And then we often talked about it because we grew up, well, certainly listened to certain podcasts who we won't name names because this is not a uh, advertisement for them. But we talked about it a lot. And then, I mean, I suppose like every other podcast um, that started in 2000, just during the pandemic, we had all this time and we just thought, you know what, we'll, we'll do it. And, um, we're now what? We're coming up to two years now, Benny, are we? Two years of yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing, really. We thought, what could the world possibly la be lacking? And we thought, you know, two white middle-class British men doing a podcast. Do you know, there's clearly not enough of those going about. So, yeah. so that's that's. We thought there was a gap in the market, and we, we saw the gap. It. And we, yeah, we we there was a niche a niche podcast we had, and we said, right, let's plug it, plug that gap, and here yeah. we are today. Um, so, yeah, that's basically how every matter started. Nice, and I'm assuming the the heavy matters thing is that like a like a kind of dual meaning? Is it the, the title of the show? Is it that that's down to Benny as well? He's the um, 
the sort of mastermind behind that. So I'll let him take the reins on that. Yeah, I, I mean, we went through a whole heap of names banded back and forward. We were literally for about two or three days straight. Um, heavy Matters, I guess, relates to one of the band t-shirts that I see on show tonight. So the heaviest matter in the universe um. by Kajira. Um, but I think we wanted to keep, yeah, I guess it's dual meaning, but I guess we wanted to keep, do you know, when we, like Jerry said, we'd listen to other podcasts. We were sometimes frustrated when those podcasts that we liked veered into other territories and we wanted to keep it within the world of heavy music, but mm. not necessarily too rigid a formula in terms of metal or any subgenre. So yeah, it's ambiguous in that way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you I'll... guys probably know how hard it is to try and figure a name out. <laughs> We're literally texting back and forth, and it was like, you know, when you're naming a child, Vito, <laughs> Vito. It was like that for ages. In the end, it was just like, just pick a name. We need to get going. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, like it, and you know, it's done us very well. Two years in, not out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I suppose, like, what if, uh, if someone was brand new to? To heavy matters what, what, what could they expect from from one of your podcasts it's a good question um we used to do the format of like reviewing a couple of albums and then we'd go into what we'd call a deep cut and go back over like an old album um i'd say an old album um you know potentially a classic album mm. um for example slayer rain and blood mm. um as an example but um we've sort of strayed away from that i mean we we both have full-time jobs and we both have kids so time is quite precious in terms of one getting time to do the podcast but two actually listening to the albums through so we sort of um stops that and we just review the albums now um you know we pick a couple of albums i pick one benny picks one um we're quite different in the fact that i'm more into the black metal side of things and benny's mm. into more of the um tesseracty end of things so mm. it's it's good that we both can bring in sort of um uh, different albums and it's not just straight up heavy metal or straight up this and that um but also we we interview bands as well um cool our first one was um steve from the heineken um mm. back in jesus april or may 2020 um and the other thing we like to do is with the bands is it, we try and give spotlight to the underground or smaller bands. Um, yeah. I don't like to use the word smaller, but um, we like to spotlight the bands like that, you know, like Metallica and Maiden, they don't need any more <laughs> spotlight yeah. than what they have. Um, so like, for example, we interviewed a band called Still from, um, was it Hull, Benny? They're from Hull? Hull. Or Leeds, yeah, yeah Hull up there. Um, you know, we interviewed them, we just reached out to them and, um, you know, we have bands contacting us and saying, oh, do you want to listen to our album, like underground stuff? Um, mm. And that's what really, like, well, my side of the podcast and the passion I love doing. I don't know yeah. if any would agree with me on that. Yeah, I mean, I think like you guys and for what I've heard of your show, do you know, I think what we veered away from the classic albums because we just like listening to new music and pushing what is new and exposing ourselves to new and different things. So, so yeah, that's mm. been the, the main focus of the last year or so. Yeah. We, we're kind of similar ourselves. Um, 
we obviously we, we try and throw in a few kind of bigger names when we're doing album reviews um but usually the ones that get us absolutely kind of pumped up are the ones that you know what a band we've never heard of you know just really obscure and you know you hear them for the first time like why why are these guys not bigger like why aren't more people not checking these band this band out um those are the ones that get us really kind of excited um do you guys um you like played in bands and like you musicians or like are just kind of lovers of music or Oh, well, to no great standard at all. <laughs> at all. We, we used to mess around in bands when um, when we were kind of at school and things. Yeah. But I've long, long hung up the old bass guitar. And uh, Joe, Joey's a, a kind of hobby drummer, but mm. um, he, he's still getting his one-man black metal project off the ground. <laughs> Sorry, usually, usually I'd like to talk about myself, but I want to turn this back on Benny because... Um, Venny's band at the time, <laughs> I don't know if they were called Joe DeSema at the time, Venny, but um, supported Akakoki. Uh, Ak- oh, sorry, Akakoki? Akakoki. <laughs> <laughs> There's that Prince Andrew story slipping out. Um, sorry, um, Akakok, um, yeah. back in the day when they were wearing suits and drinking red wine on stage. So, Venny, don't show away from that, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those that I was in a band that became another band. But yeah, like supporting Napalm Death and other bands like that. I think most bands have probably supported Napalm Death. But but yeah, uh, as I say, it was, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. But uh, as Jerry said, sadly, the grind of working kids uh means that you know that the main outlet these days is uh admiring professionals do it properly <laughs> yeah you like how he just threw in there like oh yeah yeah napalm death you know it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> casual yeah yeah <laughs> nice um so here's a, here's a question for you um just to kind of to kind of gauge on taste what was your favorite album of 2021 i'll go first this time then um joey i'll go yeah so other than black metal my other passion is um i'm sorry my other love is prog music and uh, my 2021 in the absence of the likes of opeth and uh wildron released an album my album 2021 Mm. was um subterranean masquerade and the album mountain fever um, I don't know if it came across your radar. It was released on Metal Blade. Um, it was released very early in the year, mm. around March or April. And um, I, I'll be honest, I never heard of them before. I got the promo through and the, the album cover. Do you remember, like back in the days when you used to go shopping for albums, mm-hmm. and you'd like you'd have that ten quid or whatever from your paper round and be like, right, I need to pick an album. Which cover? Mm. Um, it was sort of like that. And um, I fell in love with it instantly. Um, they're from Israel. There's a mixture of um, uh, Green Carnation in there, Orphan Land. It's it's like a sort of super group. Um, mm, right. it, well, it's not a super group. It, it is a, its own project, but there's people from those bands in there. Um, but it, it really scratched that prog itch, and it's one of those albums that is very euphoric as well. You can throw it on, and your mood becomes instantly great. Um, so, yeah, that was my number one of 2021, which I bet no one expected that to come up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say, lads, um, I listened to your your guys' 20 um, records and really enjoyed that show. I, I loved your idea of doing top 20 
Um, I think that's all for heavy matters. Which you didn't actually do in the end, uh, and I picked out a load of good records from your list that I subsequently have gone back into. Four Strokes Baron being a good mm. example, but Turnstile I've only recently switched on to, and um, yeah, yeah. So great list. My my top album was um, another bit of a random one, which I didn't see in many people's album uh, of the year list was Soen and Imperial. Soen oh, yeah. being. Marty Lopez uh, is old band and yeah I mean it's just completely right up my street and a bit bit of tool mix with Opeth and yeah really uh, absolutely luxurious sound I co- mm. I coined the term of lux metal uh, to describe <laughs> it <laughs> yeah it's a good album I enjoyed that one myself actually I think sorry just what Benny said there is I think is probably what the biggest satisfaction of doing this for us is when he said there he listened to your top 20 and got albums out of it that he mm. wouldn't have heard them before and i think that's one of the most satisfying things i think of this i use inverted commas job um is that you know you get someone to say oh i never heard of that i heard mm. you talking about the show and i think yeah. that is probably one of the biggest benefits of this because well myself and he certainly don't get paid for this whether you guys get paid <laughs> i don't know um but, um, Dave yeah, keeps telling me the hobby. checks in the mail, but <laughs> <laughs> post must be really bad up here. I don't know. So, but um, yeah, to like even just to get someone to say, oh, "I heard you talking about this band on there," you know, I think the album's wicked. That's like a really good thing. Um, yeah, and that's sort of like what I mean by the smaller underground bands, mm-hmm. like to give them a bit of um, spotlight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you're. Um... The, the kind of heavy matters thing is not just obviously now a podcast you guys have now got like guys writing for the site as well is that right yeah we do um like i said we work full-time jobs and family and um i think i was speaking to you uh dave about this that um you know our, our mailbox just was overflowing um, yeah. you know i work from home so i can sort of on the side listen to music and write a, a bit at the same time but mm. In Benny's profession, he's not doing it. So um, we just we physically didn't have time to either a do a podcast on it or b you know write all these reviews. So um, mm. reached out to two um, really nice guys, uh, Tony Bliss um, and Chris Fletcher. And mm. um, I mean, since these guys come on, Benny will probably vouch after, but they've been an absolute massive help to us and yeah. the output there. You know, the quality of their writing is miles above what me and Benny. Sorry, Benny, I speak to myself. Um, <laughs> is miles above what um, right. you know, I'm certainly putting out there. Um, and these boys just on to me daily, like, give me another album, give me another album. And yeah. um, it's very rare. And I think, Dave, you, when we were talking, you were saying, you know, you, you get someone in who's enthusiastic and then maybe like two albums in, they're like, nah, I can't bother with this. Um, yeah. yeah. So long may it continue. But um, yeah, they've they've been a massive help. And um, like the review section on our website now is... is um, is bustling so um mm. it's great to have them on board and benny i don't know if you want to say to them yeah i mean i'm we're very grateful to those guys but we maybe shouldn't have given out their names because uh we don't want them poached by a rival <laughs> club so. <laughs> i saw dave's like eyes light up then a bit he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> i'll look for them later on, on some <laughs> Yeah, I know. I totally know what you mean. Though, um, obviously, we we just started this out as a, as a podcast as well. That was 
we've had a podcast like years ago so this was our kind of second go at it um but initially it wasn't meant to kind of go any further than that um it was just duncan and i initially um and then it was just like like you say like the inbox just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger and i was like what we're going to do all these albums because we can't review every single fucking album here um so um obviously kyle had came on came on board before that and then we started to kind of get more guys in um so it, it definitely helps keeping the the kind of content flowing as well on the site you know it's kind of going up regularly on our our website and on youtube and stuff as well which is great um but it's, it's, it's good yeah just to give kind of, kind of bands a, a bit, bit more of a kind of spotlight on the on their new yeah. releases and stuff there's, there's so much stuff coming out as well like, it, you wouldn't it's believe it relentless, eh? isn't it yeah it is relentless yeah it's unbelievable um so for the the heavy matters podcast and stuff do you is there anything in the pipeline you got anything coming up that you can spill the beans on or you know anything um any announcements <laughs> why do you sound like a dodgy uncle like <laughs> try to tell you a family secret honestly anything you can you know i'll, I'll uh what's going on I had no uncles like that. Could <laughs> you not? <laughs> no. Oh, this is going to turn into a therapy session. Go on. There's one Screw Christmas. Um, no more. <laughs> <laughs> My um, uncle spilt beans on me. It was. <laughs> when I found that, I had God. beans fish. <laughs> Don't judge Kyle, me. Kyle's been lurking in the background. The first thing he says is that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my mo around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quiet for fifteen minutes, and then suddenly it's like, did he fucking say that? Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Thank God for editing software. Yeah, <laughs> I'm straight out. <laughs> I make an appearance once every six months. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the question? Oh, was there um, Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, look, we. We like to keep ourselves busy. Um, mm. Interviews lined up is is the the one that I always look out for. And um, there's uh, I interviewed Persephone um, there on oh yeah Thursday I think, um, which was great. Um, really good and metal band. Um, we're hoping. Well, there's a couple of lines in the fire we can't say yet because they're mm. not confirmed. Mm. Um, but there's a couple of people I am in negotiations with. Um, Again, I can't really say, but um, I would, and they're not actually musicians per se. Is that Prince people. Andrew? <laughs> That's, that makes it sound like it's James Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. He said it first. The door's clear. open even further. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like come in, put put my slippers on. That's it, <laughs> No, because music's one thing, but... I think uh, Joey, is Sylvain confirmed, mate? No, that's the one I didn't want to, um, <laughs> I didn't want to say. <laughs> so, Sylvain... All right. Sil Sylvain... Okay, so Sylvain's in the pipeline. Um, Sorry, um, mate. But, but there's also... Uh, <laughs> there's also... Um, sorry. Um, not, not anymore. Yep, that's gone. When she hears that, that'll be gone. <laughs> um, sorry, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, sorry. Things in the pipeline. Um, fucking hell, this is last name, isn't it? <laughs> sorry. 
so there's yeah there's some people that i don't that aren't musicians per se but mm. people who work in the music business mm. um you know i'm talking about um journalists uh, event organizers or just just you know prs and things like that who it's very easy to sit here and like you know just we get these albums fired at us but there's a lot of work that goes in the background you know yeah. and not just like to get the album you know to, to set up interviews and stuff it's not just an easy thing where it just you click your fingers there's a lot of work going on mm. to try and get stuff done so yeah, um, yeah that, there are a lot of things in the fire we'll keep um trucking along there's nothing majorly massive at the moment but there's one big thing that i am working on which i'm hoping will come to fruition but i can't say any more than that clickbait <laughs> on, on, on... On that theme, Jerry, I mean, it's quite, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the Damnation Versus podcast at all, but I thought mm. that was such a interesting series in that he, he, um, I think it's Gavin McNally, who uh, is a, a fellow Scot, but mm. organises a Damnation Festival. And he, he kind of turned the spotlight on a lot of the kind of tour managers event organizers and it just gave a really interesting kind of peek behind the curtain of a lot of the stuff that your your common or garden metal fan doesn't necessarily get to hear about you know we all go to these festivals but and we all think we can book the best roster and lineup but there's there's a lot more so yeah i i found that kind of aspect i, I definitely can recommend uh, damnation versus podcast but yeah it's something that we're interested in is a is a bit of a side hustle for sure mm. yeah, that's cool yeah I, I often find that as well we haven't really done many interviews with um metal epidemic we used to do them our previous website rock and roll reviews we used to do interviews oh, constantly yeah or at gigs constantly interviewing different bands and stuff um for metal epidemic we haven't done much but we started to kind of kind of dabble in the kind of production side of things um and i've, I've personally found that kind of really interesting um just like mentioned our interview we did with brad boatwright last year he's like I don't know how many albums he worked on last year. It was a lot, though. But he seemed to just kind of take it in his stride. He was like, yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't that busy a year, but he seemed to be producing pretty much everything. Um, but I found that really interesting. Um, we've got another one coming up um, next month with uh, Jakob uh, Bredal, who's done a lot of stuff as well. He's based in Denmark. Um, so we've got that one coming up uh, next month. But, yeah, we found that quite interesting. That Kyle's obviously, he does a bit of production as well. So... Um, it's good to, to kind of get speak to other guys that are doing that and hear hear about their kind of their, their techniques or you know just the way they can approach stuff. Um, and, and Brad and, and and Jacob certainly they've got quite a kind of unique kind of sound and tone that they go for. Um, it's it's very original sounding. Um, so yeah, we, we quite enjoy that side. Of, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably get into doing different bands and stuff at some point, but. Um, at the moment, we've kind of been focusing on that side of things, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's there's so many different aspects. You know, you can you can hit it from as well, not just the kind of like the guys that are that are putting the music out, but as you say, the people in the background who are doing a lot of work as well. It's pretty interesting. I mean, one of my favourite um, questions to ask bands when I'm interviewing them, and I'll I'll take the most recent. Um, I interviewed um, Evan Berry from Wilderun, who mm-hmm. are you know one of the my favourite bands now since Bell Imagination came out, but. I love talking to bands like that who are their albums are so dynamic and there's so much going on about the production and how much they trust producers yeah. um, and Jens Brogren, I think that's how you say it, Brogren, um, produced their album and um, I mean you talk about 
producers you look at his wikipedia albums he's produced it's just you know, there's not not enough space on the internet to keep them all um but like really speaking to musicians saying like how much do you trust these producers were taken and not just that but the mixing and master as well because there's so much you know an album doesn't just you don't just hit it in a record record and there's your album there's so much going into it that um it is really interesting to hear bands talk about that as well because some some musicians can be very precious and they do everything themselves whereas yeah. others sort of do let the reins go a bit and it's interesting to hear that so um yeah mm. i 100 agree on that front yeah Nice one. Um, so, um, what what's your um your website? What's the actual website address so people can check it out? Oh, how do they hear your stuff? Asked this before. <laughs> um, it's www.heavymatters.co.uk. There you go. Cool. Done. And all the the links to podcasts and stuffs all on there. All on there. Everything's on there, linked up. So you it's your one stop shop for heavy matters. What more do you need? Nice. Like nice. You know, shameless plug there. <laughs> yeah. You're a fellow uh, Twitch streamer as well. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. This is something that I maybe, I don't know, a month and a half got into. Mm. Um, I was on one person's stream and uh, someone said to me, who I'm sure we might talk about at some point in the show, said to me, why don't you do one? Um, so just do like extreme metal. And mm. I was a bit like, mm. and then I was like, well, I do like the sound of my own voice. And I do like <laughs> looking at myself in a camera and I love heavy metal. So I can't see this going wrong. Yeah. Um, and I, joking aside, um, I really love it. Like, I, I love that it's a live thing. It's basically like TV. Um, I don't know if anyone knows Twitch, but it's like basically a live TV show. And um, I just pick 20 odd tunes of my choice of heavy music. I think people might like and you know you get the odd person again who says never listened to this before and it's just two hours of my night you know when yeah. what else would I be doing sat on the sofa doing nothing I might as well sort of spend a bit of my time investing in it so um, yeah. yeah like it, I mean I don't know if you've been on Twitch recently or speak oh, sure, I'll say her name uh, Lisa Coverdale <laughs> um, yeah. Lisa Coverdale is uh, I, I might as well give a shout out she was the first one who um, sent us a promo when we started this uh, podcast. She sent us... Um, it's bringing back memories, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sent us uh, Bosky Lloyd uh, family, oh, yeah. Swine Thrush, um, and she was the first one. And I remember her being on um, Twitter, and it was something like, I've got the new Bosky Lloyd album. Hit me up if you want to hit copy. <clears throat> and um, Benny, I don't even remember, but we just sort of went, oh, fuck it. So I just emailed her out of the blue, and she said, I said, look, we follow each other on Twitter, any chance we're just starting out. She was like, Joey Lowe, I know exactly who you are. I'll send you the album. And like mm. that, you know, she was straight away. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, there's not a lot of PR people or companies who are that open to just do it. I've had a few times when I've been shot down where they've gone, yeah. nah, you're not yeah. having that. Um, which is fair enough, you know. If yeah. you don't want to send it, that's fine. But um Lisa was um, she was the first one to do it and she sort of pushed me to do this Twitch thing and uh, Lisa's an absolute fucking gem like yeah and um, you know I mean like I don't even see like in the background there oh <laughs> you know she she was she, when I said to Aww. her um, I'm coming on look here, how long like, my hair is there <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Look how long Dave's hair is there. Yeah. This isn't a video, is it? Um, I wish it was, because right um, after that, I touch his dick. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I think that guy on the right there, that's the lead singer of Drowning Pool. Um, Not far off it. This guy here looks sort of familiar, but with more hair. Um, So yeah, Lisa basically, when I said this, she was like, oh, Joey, I have got loads for you. Yeah, Lisa's... Lisa's, Lisa's, Lisa's seen a little bit too much of me as well. Yeah, I mean, that one there, which is... I could almost fill that out. For those who aren't here, who can't see, that's um, it's that me in a bra. bra. I'll yeah. post it when, when this goes live. I'll put, post that on Twitter as well. Cool. It's a while ago as well because I've only got like two tattoos. <laughs> she was literally before I came on here tonight. She was like, "This, this, this." I was like, "Lisa, I ha- we've got a couple of albums to talk about. I, I haven't got time." <laughs> when they come back on our podcast, <clears throat> absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, sorry, um, I digress there. So, yeah, Twitch, um, that's that now. And, um, Benny, I mean, I, I suppose probably a good point. Sorry, I'm taking over your questions now. But, Benny, from our point of view, starting out, it was uh, it's taken a while to build up to where we are now, isn't it, in terms of contacts and stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure you guys find it. But it's it's been a nice progression. And, like we do you know if you said to us a, a few years ago when we we're sitting in download in the field talking do you know very speculatively if if you told us oh we'll get the promo for the boscoid album do you know i would have snatched your hand off and then <laughs> if you told me like oh you'll get a chance to interview the guys from tesseract and roller to massey and all oh, some of my favorite bands do you know mm. i would have been i would not believe it so do you know it's been really exciting um couple of years and yeah it, it's great fun and it's as i say a really nice little hobby to have yeah awesome um, well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, the guys are going to be sticking with us for the rest of the show. We're going to be reviewing a couple of albums on the podcast. Um, before we get to those albums, though, um, we are going to be playing you some music just to get you in the mood. Um, the first single of the podcast uh, comes from a hotly tipped UK new metal core trio called uh, Profiler. Uh, these guys have been active since around 2017. And they're now signed to the mighty Sharp Tone Records. Uh, the band have released a few singles over the last year and have now just dropped their first in 2022. It's a track called 93, uh, which is a heavy hitting new metal core banger about never giving up. Uh, I'm going to play it for you now. Hope you like it. We'll be back right after this.
Profiler and 93. Um, I will uh, put a link to that in the uh, Spotify description. You want to check out their Facebook and stuff. Facebook.com forward slash Profiler Band. I hope you dug the track. Looking forward to hearing more um, music from those guys uh, later this year. So, uh, gentlemen, um, it's time to get into our first album review of the podcast. Here we go. This is going to be interesting. (laughs) Five points of view on a single album. (laughs) Um, I'll try and keep it as concise as possible because, like me and Duncan and Kyle, sometimes get to like ridiculous times talking about albums. But I'll, I'll try and like rein it in a little bit because there's five years here. But um, so for uh, our first review of the podcast, we're going to be checking out the new album from San Francisco Bay Area blackened heavy metal band Night. The band's new album Voices of the Cronian Moon will be released on March 25th via Season of Mist Records. So, uh, a little bit of background, these guys have been, on, been together since about 2018. Uh, Voices of the Cronian Moon will be the band's second full-length album. And the band's made up of Van Labrakis, uh, also of Satan's Wrath and Mencia on guitars and vocals. Scott Hoffman of Dawnringer and High Spirits on guitar. Avinash Mitter from Wild Hunt on bass. And Patrick Crawford from Serpents of Dawn, Older Son on drums. The uh, album was produced by guitarist vocalist Van Labrakis and the rest of the band while the mixing and mastering was also done by Van Brackus. Okay, that's that out of the way. Um, so, um, I, I'll, I'll be the first to put my hand up. I am I am not the biggest black metal fan. Um, Duncan and Kyle are probably in, in the same boat as me. I would, Don't you know, speak for me. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong for me, no. You can speak for me all you like. <laughs> how, how do you... No, no. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Don't, I don't make well. I think my, my, my stance on black metal is that there are a few bands that I I like, but hmm. I like their techniques incorporated with other music. Yeah. So yeah. give, it, yeah, give it just a little a little uh, <clears throat> a little spacing of black um, through there, and it sounds kind of great. So yeah, I'm the same. Kyle, how are you even allowed to live in Norway if you don't? <laughs> Thought that was an entrance criteria. <laughs> Twelve years in, and they still don't know. He's still, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kyle is that meme of the, the you know, the <laughs> the husky the dog, dog. Yeah. like sitting beside like that's Kyle. You're like, like Kyle has you burn to burn one church, cop- and they think you're everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll say I do love Demi Borgia, so it, it kind of works. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say that though. That's the yeah. that's the Norwegian national anthem, isn't it? You have to sing one of their songs. <laughs> Every seventeenth of May is just like <laughs> we loved him. Move on. <laughs> just progenies of the Great Apocalypse. That's their theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> the king's waving to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joy, I know you 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 uh, you dabble in the the blackest of metals. Um, have Dark have arts. you um? Have you heard these guys before? Have you heard of them? Heard of them, haven't heard 
Right, okay. So kind of new to them as well. I think it was everyone new to this band. It wasn't just me. <clears throat> yeah, looking back, yes, everyone's faces, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, as I said, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, um, but I, I tend to enjoy the black metal that's kind of mixed with other stuff, like whether it's a bit of death metal or something a bit more atmospheric or you know lighter kind of shoegaze or something like that. Um, I don't mind bands like Tribulation or In Solitude, you know, that, that kind of start to bring in more of the, the traditional metal, you know, um, I think that's I think that's where kind of night kind of slot into the genre somewhere. Um, I think they are very much steeped in that like new wave of British heavy metal with, you know, that comes with the, the usual kind of like galloping rhythms and the, the lead harmonies and stuff. Um, and I had a listen to their, their 20, 2018 album um, and it sounds like they've kind of continued with that kind of style um, on this release. Um, one, one thing that's that's not steeped in the new wave of British heavy metal um, are the vocals on this album. Um, they are uh, very much of the blackened variety. I look at Duncan's face already, he's like, <laughs> Dave, what the fuck are you doing with this album? Duncan, I'm, get, I'm getting a feeling, just, just a vibe that I'm picking up. Not a fan. I, I, I think, I think vocal tone is fine on one song but it doesn't change at all through the entire album and it's too loud in the mix um oh. it doesn't surprise me that you said the vocalist mixed the album master and yeah like, i didn't know that beforehand but it's all it's all coming together yeah it's all coming together yeah so. it's, the, the vocals are very much of that kind of like black and bright they're not full-blown black metal screams no. um you no. know it's a little bit more restrained than that but it's more. Um, it's more along the layer. It's, it's actually more spoken than it is necessarily sung. Yeah. But it's, it's spoken in a in a register and a tone which, like I say, is kind of cool. But I don't mm. know about the. I don't know about the marriage of what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> Unsure, you know. Like if they said, "Does anyone object to this?" Probably put my hands up. <laughs> um, you know, like, so. Interesting. Okay. Um, I I wasn't sure. When, when the album kicked in, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. Um, the, the vocals are quite a distinctive style, um, and it took a couple of tracks for me to kind of get used to it. Um, but I actually, you might be surprised with it, after I gave it that kind of, that once once over listen, I started to kind of like it more the more I listened to it. Um, it and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really venture out with a particular sound or, or range even, for that matter. Um, but listening to the previous album, it does sound like it's slightly lower in register um, than that previous album. It's a little bit, he's delivered a little bit more kind of like breathier, um, his, his kind of style on this album. Um, you know, that might be something to do with the production, but but I thought that kind of worked. Could be COVID, could be, yeah, maybe saw an opportunity and just, you know, took it. <laughs> yeah, a bit breathier, a bit deeper. Um, it's. Yeah, it's, it's not overly varied, um, but I, I kind of like, as I said, as, as I listened to it, I kind of like the contrast of the vocals against the kind of fairly upbeat, like kind of heavy metal guitar work. Um, and I think like the guitar work is what predominantly brings the hooks of this album. Um, I found myself kind of like humming some of the riffs and some of the lead work and stuff afterwards. Um, kind of like, and they're not the same type of band, but kind of after I heard uh, the, the last kind of Spirit Adrift album, you know, mm. I had similar kind of like those kind of kind of roughy kind of earworms, um, and you know the last Night album, 
had it as well. Um, I feel this album slightly more refined than the last one. Um, I think they have kind of leveled up a little bit in the, in the songwriting department. Um, I think though my, my favorite track of the album is The Closer. It's a track called The Trident. Um, and it just, um, a lot more kind of like blackened uh, kind of guitar work on that track. The riffs are a little bit more memorable um, and it's got a really cool groove to it. Probably the most kind of catchiest vocals as well of the album. Um, so it definitely kind of finished on a high for me. Um, and I think like I kind of hand it to the to Van Labrakis. Um, I quite liked the production. I know you thought the vocals were slightly too loud, um, but I think the, the bringing of those kind of styles together, kind of keeping it balanced and cohesive, I think would have been a bit of a challenge. I think he's actually done a pretty good job on that. Um, I actually liked this way more than I thought it was going to when it first kicked in. When I heard the first song, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. Um, but a couple of listens later, and I was like, actually, this isn't half bad. I actually quite like this. Um, I can see myself going back and giving it more of a listen, to be honest. Um, Joey, what about yourself? For, for someone that's into kind of black and stuff, what did you think? What did you get on with this one? Yeah, so for a start, when I see Season of Mist, the label, yeah. I instantly get a semi, you know? <laughs> I know it's enough, yeah. that it's a, uh, one of those sort of like Metal Blade Roadrunner early days where you think, you know, it's going to be a good, good album. Um, mm. And when I listen to this, it really, it really deep, you know, I got disappointed. Um, <laughs> from the first, sorry, just from the first listen of you, Dave, you were saying there. Okay. Um, I'm just going to carry it. This is. I would put this in the blackened rock and roll sort of genre. Um, mm. Very little black metal in there. Um, there's tints of it. It's a it's a dark album. A darker album. Um, yeah. The vocals are very. There's there's something missing there. There's no oomph to them, and I know obviously that's probably the style they're going for, but. I'm expecting something when the chorus come in to be something a bit more, or just a bit of change in pitch or tone or something like that. Yeah. Um, there is, you know, there's elements of ghost on this. If you listen to the second track, which I think is called Cronian, Cronian Moon, mm-hmm. uh, it's ghost all over it. Um, you know, it's almost like a poppy track. My problem with this album is it threatens to be really good. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting something big to happen. You know, there are these sort of like build build ups yeah. where you're expecting something to happen and uh, nothing does. It just stays on the same page. And I'm hundred percent agree with you, it's not until the last track, the Trident, where it actually is the best song on the album. Yeah. The chorus is really good. Um, I don't know if you've listened to a band um, or heard of a band called Thorns. Uh, oh, yeah. Formed by uh, Snore um, from Emperor in Norway, and they had this sort of like dark black industrial tinge to it, and it has loads of those sort of riffs on that trident. Mm-hmm. And I really love that track for that reason specifically. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I, I don't like to beat down on bands, <laughs> but it just, I think the saving grace for me in this album is it's not a long album. Mm. You know, it doesn't outstay its welcome. I definitely think I will go back and revisit this, and it will grow on me. I mm. can guarantee that. But um, it's just something there, that just a little spark or something that doesn't really sit right with me. All right. And that's what I'll say on this. Okay, fair enough. 
Uh, Duncan's looking like he needs to get something off his chest. What are you thinking, Duncan? <laughs> I think I've, uh, <clears throat> I think I've said, I've said my piece. No, <clears throat> I, th I find it vocally one-dimensional, mm. which is okay if the music in the background wasn't enticing more from the vocals. I think that's that 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 was my, my my biggest takeaway from it is actually, if anything, the vocals became a distraction more than an aid to, right. to the music itself. Um, like you were saying, Dave, that melody being driven by the guitars, yes, there's a million bands out there that do the melody stuff with the guitars, and it's all galloping, and you know, like, there would just be another one of them. So I can understand on some level the idea of saying, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go against the grain on this one, and I I, I could get that if it was predominantly like that on the album, but that is just the album. Like it doesn't. Like the last track is interesting to listen to, but even then, it, you have to have a, a huge amount of goodwill to get to that last track, to get that you know to reap that reward. I kind of feel mm. like they almost do it too little, too late. Um, and the, the the pedigree of the bands that you mentioned before as well. I would. I I don't know. I just kind of expected something a bit more. A bit more interesting. I think that was my, my, my problem. The, the kind of blackened element that we're mentioning here is predominantly the vocals, but yeah. it's not so jarring that it, you know, it, it, it's kind of that kind of sleazy, you know, uncomfortable black metal. And it's not that polished way either of like the aforementioned Dimmu Borgu. It's, it's not on that level either. So it sits somewhere in, in between, and the, the, the register and the tone just doesn't doesn't work for me out with like I listened to it twice um, and on the second listen I was about done with it if I'm honest musically the production's great I, th I think what the guitars are doing is you know is great I think it's produced very well on that side um, it has a kind of authentic older school vibe mm. but it just those elements we talk about that interest me about uh, kind of blackened inspired music or you know, those blackened tinges to me are are best utilised when they are adding something to the mix in a way where I'm like that right oh well, you've taken this in a different direction and that's now more interesting but those bands never use it as the predominant core in the vocals it's always an element that's kind of brought in when needed to and I think it's just over egged in this I, I, that's how I came away from it, not notwithstanding the fact that the actual core music itself is not something I listened to on the reg. Um, so what I kind of had was a combination of music that I appreciate what they're doing, but it's not something I usually listen to, and vocals which were actually interesting for the first song, but became less interesting as it as it went along. I'm sure there's a there's a horde of people out there that are you know are primed for this sort of stuff it definitely is different i can't mention or think of any band i've ever heard that sound like night um mm. and that is like you know that's a big positive when we talk about the sheer volume of albums we do listen to anything that's different um for good or for bad is different you know we have to acknowledge that and that's kind of cool and I, I, like you know I, i'm not the <laughs> i'm not a mark for this sort of stuff so um, I, I wish them well. I will most likely never listen to this album again. Um, twice was probably enough for me. And that is not a reflection on the band, that's a reflection on my taste. So, 
Yeah. You sounded like you were saying goodbye to the in-laws then. I wish you well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't come back. It's a, it, you know what? You know what is like the, the pro. I think the big problem for me is that it never really. I, I think the music never really commits to anything. I, I think that it just exists in a, a kind of middle road. And whilst that's fine as background music, um, very much like yourself, um, I I kind of felt like we were teetering on the edge of something yeah, yeah. kind of really really interesting, and just one like one additional like more ferocity on the vocals or more melody on the vocals, like those elements could really bring out their their sound, and that's I think it, it was a, a kind of it was a, a, a very frustrating listen because I kept feeling like something was going to go to the next level and it never really did it kind of found its and according to Dave that's what the previous release sounded like and the danger is when you've got like so many different projects you're in as well this might be the project that you want to just sound like the one thing um, which from a musical point of view if you're a musician I can understand being attracted to that because it's something different than what you usually do but from a listening perspective it becomes fairly one note um, and that was my view. I'll oh, shut up. Dave's giving me the views. If to say, right, Duncan, <laughs> rehashing stuff now. Um, so I will it's playing I'll, the Oscar music. I will <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, thank you, Duncan. Um, Vanny, how would you get on with this one? I'll keep it brief. I, I essentially agree with uh, everything that Duncan especially has said. I, I far be it from me to say that someone's got a monotonous voice, but. The voice is very monotonous, <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with Dave. The music in places is quite catchy and it is memorable and it does stick in your head and is quite upbeat. Um, but yeah, Jerry said it's not a long album. It to me, it felt quite long. <laughs> Fair enough. And finally. The dream killer, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get Man, if I yourself in for this. If I never listen to this album again in my life, it'll be too fucking soon, I swear. This was... The, from the first song, I was like, all right, riffs are great. Really enjoyed the guitar intro. The voice came and I was like, I hope that's going to change. And then it never did. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, fucking great. I got through the first listen. I was like, I'm just, I have to do it again because I have to give it a fair chance and I really don't want to. And then I did and then I regretted it. And it's like... After four songs, you're like, okay, I've heard everything this band has got to offer. Until the last one, when things get a bit interesting, you're like, why didn't you do that the whole way through? Exactly. It sounds like they were in the studio and they went, oh, I like heavy metal. I like black metal. And then just slapped them together in the laziest way possible. And then just, all right, cool. So, yeah, it was not for me. Oh. <laughs> you sound like you're on a fence a bit, Carl. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> what should we do? You're slowly starting to verge into a little bit of uh, it's all fucking wrong. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> kinda... I mean, I'll agree with what Joey said. There's some there's some stuff in here that threatens to be good, and then it just sort of veers back away from it, like they're afraid of being good at what they do. There's some really good lead work, you know, and some of the black and stuff. If they just, it's just like black vocals on heavy metal. It's like they don't work together especially with that amount of monotonous crap in the vocal. And it's like, just do something different, you know? It's, it's not even real black. I'm sorry. I'd like, it's I, not. We're, no, I think it's we're like, talking about it being black metal vocal. It's not really not black really. metal vocal. There's black I, metal chords and stuff here and there in the guitar. And it's like, okay, if you took a black metal chord and like gave it a gallop, that could sound really interesting and do more stuff like mix the genres more 
instead of just slapping one thing on top of the other. That's how I felt about it. It was just like, well, you've just lazily done the first thing that came into your mind for eight songs. Thanks. <laughs> Kale, heavy matters, heavy matters, Kale. <laughs> this is why it doesn't seem much throughout the rest of the show. <laughs> Yeah, knocked that fence over, didn't I? I do, yeah. I, do, I do like the idea when we mentioned earlier on about Kyle not saying anything for 15 minutes and when his voice comes in, it's like a sitcom and everyone applauds. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, I am season four Kramer of Seinfeld, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right, sounds like I'm kind of in the minority here, uh, but we, will, we shall get to some ratings. Some people on, would uh, say you're kind of wrong, Dave. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that because that's, that's unfair. Absolutely unfair. fine. That's just an opinion. Um, just like this review. No, I would never say that. Um, say that. Of course. Of course. Um, so, Voices of the Cronian Moon uh, by Night, uh, rating-wise. So, we, we rate stuff out of five. Um, half points are also allowed. Um so where are we sitting on this one? Um, I I kind of like this. I, I don't know, I, and I don't actually know what it is that I like about it because, like, a lot of your points are, are totally valid, but I still like it. <laughs> it's so weird. Fair enough. Um, like, and the first when the first track kicked in, I was like, "Ooh, this is not going to be a, an enjoyable ride for me." But um, the more I hear it, the more I like it. And the vocals, yeah, they don't really go anywhere or do like anything range-wise. There's no melody, but I think I, I like it with that kind of style against it. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, and as you said, I can't think of another band that sound kind of like I can't, There's Honestly, I was racking my brains and I could not think of anything. I'm sure there's one like out this. there, but um, couldn't think of it. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I can see myself going back to it. Um, might surprise you here. I'm coming in at a four out of five. Holy shit. Holy shit. I thought Joey was the only one that was drinking on this fucking show. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, Joey, what are you thinking? It's certainly not four out of five. <laughs> yeah, I could tell, yeah. Um, Jesus. Um, no, look, um, as I said, I, I don't like to uh, be unlike Kyle. <laughs> no um, one wants to be Kyle. Uh, I barely do half the time. Occasionally we all have to, but no one really wants. Uh, it's generally when you're speaking to your broadband provider trying to get a lower price. That's you yeah. know, that's when a little bit of Kyle comes at you. Don't talk to me in that tone of voice for eight songs. <laughs> Give me my fucking internet. Um, look, I'll give it, if we're going on a five, I'll give it a two point five. Um, I didn't hate it. As I said, I think there probably just is something, a little little couple of things in there that could make this a good album rather than an average album. So that's my two cents. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Duncan? A two. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. like, I, I, think, I think musically it's kind of interesting, but the music they're playing is not music I'm interested in, and vocally I didn't like it, so two. Okay. Um, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> the old switcheroo, eh? I like it. <laughs> Keep me on your toes. Oh, yeah. Almost as if it wasn't even planned. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Forced upon us. Uh, I think I'm going to come in with just, a two. Just, oh, so just string this out a wee bit longer. Oh, just string it. Just string it. Just string it. I'm going to come with a two and nothing <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, the production's really good. I'm going to say that the production's great. Ah, it sounds like really production. Yeah, yeah, as an album, like this, it sounds great. But I mean, other than that, it's just not for me. Not only is it not for me, I don't think it's for anybody. I think there's honestly, <laughs> there's a reason why there are no other bands that sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle. This is what happens when you tell them to pad. <laughs> you can just say two. Um. Finally, Benny, what is your your score for this one from Night? Uh, so I'm maybe not uh, as a harsher marker, but I'm going two point four, and that is um, the the main reason for that is I've listened to it a good few times, and I quite enjoyed having it on background. I I did like that you could almost zone out of the vocals and just enjoy the music. So yeah, two point five for me. Mm, 2.5 excellent so that's a, a four from dave um uh, 2.5 from all Joey. the albums you've given force to and this is the same level as those albums which is I don't just know. insane I don't, I don't understand it either duncan i don't understand it um a two from duncan a... remember when i said there's a conspiracy out there where people think uh, that reviewers get paid by labels <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to f- add fuel to the fire here. <laughs> Have you got some night in your pocket, Duncan? Dave, sorry. <laughs> Always got night in my pocket. <laughs> uh, it was a two from Duncan, a two from Kyle, and a 2.5 from Venny. Um, this one drops on the 25th of March. Um, you can check out the band at facebook.com forward slash night metal. That's N I T E metal. And uh, I'll put a little link in the. Uh, the Spotify description for pre-orders and stuff if you want to check out. Let us know what you think. Happy to hear your, your thoughts, your comments on it. Uh, check out some of the singles and let us know your opinion on the new Night album. Okay, gents. Uh, another album review coming up very soon. But before that, I've got some more music for you. Ooh. And our next single of the podcast comes from American modern deathcore juggernauts Crown Magnetar. Ooh. The band have announced their new EP, Alone in Death, which is due for release on the 25th of March via Unique Reader Records, of course. <laughs> um, the band. I'm so glad that they're finally putting out Deathcore on their label. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? um, the band have also released their first single from the record, The Ferocious Realistic Flesh Mask, featuring. That's a name and a half, by the way. <laughs> featuring Nick Arthur of Molotov Solution. Um, Alone in Death demonstrates a band not fucking around showcasing a captivating display of precision, musicianship, and relentless savagery across six blistering tracks, determined to claw their way to the very top of the deathcore pile. This is Crown Magnetar and Realistic Flesh Mask, and we'll be back right after this.
that was Crown Magnetar and Realistic Flesh Mask. Um, check these guys out, facebook.com forward slash Crown Magnetar. Um, new EP coming on the 25th of March. It's called Alone in Death. Okay, gents, um, going to move on to our next album review of the podcast. And uh, for this review, we've been checking out the new album from Greek modern progressive metal band Playgrounded. The band's new album, The Death of Death, will be released on March 18th via Pelagic Records. Uh, these guys have been active since around 2007, uh, been together for over 15 years, um, playing both national and international tours, uh, while also opening for bands like Riverside and even Nine Inch Nails in Amsterdam. Uh, they have one EP from 2012 and one album released in 2017. Um, the musical pedigree of the members, though, is quite unprecedented in the metal and rock underground. Uh, main composer and producer Orestes is a graduate from the Institute of Sonology of the Royal Conservatoire of The Hague, a department focused on electronic music education and production research. Um, additionally, he works in a synth factory. <laughs> Um, vocalist and Don't, vocalist. that's what happens oh, 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 whenever minute, you grab. second, hang on. Yeah. What's a synth factory? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to address the elephant in the room here. Uh, have factory. you ever seen Westworld? Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Literally, what I was thinking just like synthetic humans coming out. A synth say- factory is what a fear factory hoped to grow up to become. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, the, it's the next Pokemon evolution stage. It's like fear factory is the first one and then it becomes. Uh, the, like, no, I, was, I was thinking it's good to know that, you know, like even when you can come away from a prestigious university with like these amazing degrees and doctorates and all the rest, you still have to do a factory job. I mean, it's just like, it's the same throughout the world, regardless of where you live, but that's cool. Um, vocalist and uh, co-producer Stavros graduated from the Amsterdam, Amsterdam Conservatoire uh, and is an award-winning composer for film and TV. Uh, bass player Odysseus and guitar player Michael both work as computer engineers while drummer Georgos um, is a graduate from the Rotterdam Conservatoire as well as a drum teacher and popular session musician in Greece as well as the Netherlands. So there we go. Um, Playground. think about what you did this morning, Dave. Yeah. yeah. I can't talk about that on, on, on air, I'm afraid. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, um, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Playground's second album was recorded at MD Recording Studios by Nikos and a second name I'm not even going to try and pronounce. <laughs> oh, please, please. No, I'm really... Come on, on. do it. Get I'm just looking it. at it and Give thinking, it a try. why even bother? Come on. He is a long collaborator of Stavros in film productions. Mixing was handled by C.A. Cederberg, who's also worked with Leprous, Shining and more in Somewhere in Norway. Well, the mastering was by George Tandero. Started um, off really specific and it was yeah. getting very vague by the end. Yeah, Somewhere the got Norway. harder and harder as I went on. Um, he's also based in, in, in Oslo in Norway. Um, so, Playgrounded. I've never heard of Playgrounded. Any any of you guys heard of the band before? No. No. No, no one? No. Okay. Um, so, uh, Playgrounded. What to say about this? Um, I, I found this quite a... Uh, kind of slow burn album I suppose um, it, it, if I'm honest it didn't really hit me on the first listen um, I 
I liked the kind of like the magnitude of it when it first kicked in. Um, and although they do have like a very kind of progressive sound, um, it's, it's not the only style that they play with on this album. Um, there is a little, there's a little bit of kind of tinge of like post metal going on. Hundred um, percent. Um, on here as, as there is like progressive metal. Um, there, there, there's there's elements of bands like, like I was, I was imagining like kind of Leprous or Sky Harbor, um, but there's also like little kind of like flurries of like Cult of Luna or the Ocean in there as well. So. I quite like the blend that they have going on. Um, I did like the way they kind of brought, kind of brought the, the two styles or the styles together. Um, I think, I think the reason it didn't really hit me initially was the way the kind of tracks in the album is structured. Um, they, they're not overly like conventional type tracks. You know, th this feels more like cinematic, yes. um, almost like like a soundtrack. Like obviously yes. the guys are involved in film and stuff, um, and that's the kind of vibe I got from this. The way the tracks kind of flow into one another feels like it's, it's meant to be like a continuous piece almost um almost like when i was listening it kind of reminded me of the contor contortionist in a little way um it's not as heavy or as like kind of angular as, as the contortionist um, but their last couple of albums had that kind of like continuous feel like the tracks are almost like interlinked um but on my kind of like second third listen i did start to kind of like pick out more details and each track started to take like more of a shape um, the choruses started to stand out a little bit more um, and I started to kind of really enjoy the stuff they were doing with electronics and, and synths and stuff um, and it's, it's, you know what's nice to see? It's nice to see they have a dedicated person for synths and sampling. It's not just like something they've kind of thrown in afterwards, you know, it's not... <laughs> Getting all misty eyed here, he's, he's, bit, he's, he's praising the synth player. Uh, it's only taken yeah. two and a half years on this show to get me do that. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel like an afterthought, it feels like they've really put a lot of thought into the kind of synths and electronics, um, and even the way they kind of bridge the gap between the tracks as well. Um, I think can, one of my favorite kind of parts about this, um, was the, the vocals. The, the vocals are, are, are pretty strong here. Every time I listen to it, I like the vocals more. Uh, Stavros is a really, really cool tone. Um, it's a little bit 80s at times, actually. Mm -hmm. Little, little mm -hmm. kind of melodies or like just the way he pronounced things, kind of reminding me of stuff of the 80s. Um, but I like, I like the way that him and the band slowly kind of build the intensity on each track, um, and you can hear that on uh, like the title track, the Death of Death. How they just kind of bring in like one element at a time, starting with like synths, then the bass, drums, guitars, um, and like that track didn't even really have like a big chorus. It was, it was very like almost like kind of tool-esque rhythmically um but again not conventional structure wise and again feeling that kind of whole cinematic type feel um i think the production is awesome here i think it really enhances the whole like concept they've got going on it's very spacey and atmospheric it's a bit clinical but it sounds sounds big um and i think obviously these these guys have a background and knowledge in like film production um, and that's probably helped a lot with creating the overall kind of tone and sound of the album i think they've done a great job with it um, I think this is a grower for me. Like first of listen, I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. But the more I went back to it, the more I kind of enjoyed it. And I think it's going to be one that kind of grows on me even more, that kind of more lessons I give to it. Um, what about you guys? So, um, Venny, you're into kind of progressive type stuff. What, what did you, what'd you make of this? Yeah, I mean, not one to judge a book by its cover, but when I saw the name Playgrounded, I was yeah. thinking, oh God, is this going to be like some... <laughs> fourth generation new metal band or something like that <laughs> so, but then i saw it as on pelagic records so i thought yeah. oh no it will be good you're yeah. unlikely um, to see playgrounded on the next family values tour <laughs> uh, i mean they'll desperately try and get them on but i just don't think it'll fit no. No. 
But yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Dave, in a lot of what you've said. I mean, this is quite up my street. Um, I definitely, I mean, maybe it's because they're on Pelagic, but I definitely felt there were echoes of the ocean in there. And yeah. the vocalist, I, he reminds me of someone, but there is definitely some Robin Stapps um, in his vocal style. Mm. I really like the kind of electronic schwabs um, that they've got going through mm. all this. I mean, I do think there's some 80s kind of Depeche Mode and that kind of thing written in there as well. Even some later anathema in, in mm. terms of the progginess. So yeah, I, I mean, I really, really liked it. And I was really surprised. And, and like you say, it is a grower on repeated listens, but it's also 40 minutes, which for quite an expansive proggy record, you know, it's quite short, and mm -hmm. I think that also goes in its favour as well. Yeah, 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 I'd agree with that. Um, Kyle, what about yourself? What do you think? The first note I've got in my notes is geniuses with a question mark. <laughs> 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 that second track, right, it opens up with this bass, this synth click, and then it goes into this binaural sort of tapping bass synth, basically, and then they bring in the bass guitar which is in the same octave, it's just separate, it's all separated by the stereo field and it fucking blew my mind. I was like, this is amazing. And it's two instruments. <laughs> I was like, uh, I think they wrote this album for me and sent it to you to give to me. <laughs> right. So they didn't have to do it like directly. So they would, right. nobody would, yeah. Cause I'm like, everything on this has absolutely caught me on the, from the first listen all the way through to the 7,000th. I was just like, <laughs> It was just everything is super interesting to listen to. There's like so many little tiny details and all these little hidden bits. Even though the songs are very slow burn and they go on for quite a long time, there's, you know, seven minutes average song length. I mean, it's a 40 minute album, which is it's pretty good, but I could listen to it over and over again on repeat all day. It was just fantastic. There's all these little things in each song that you can just pick up after every listen. And it's just, oh, some of the things you just sit there and go, why didn't I ever think to do that? Fuck these guys. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my synth in the goddamn trash, you know? <laughs> Take that back, Kale. <laughs> yeah. No, there's very rarely an album or songs or anything gives me actual chills, like, but this one did it. There's just certain moments where things just come together. It's just like, oh, that's insane. And like the songwriting is really good. It's not conventional at all. And I really like that because sometimes like conventional songwriting can be boring. It's like, okay, now comes the chorus. Now it's the breakdown. And then this just kept me guessing all the way through. I had no idea what was coming next. And every time it took another turn, it just delighted me even more. So mm. uh, like you mentioned, the, the production is really clinical, but it's not to the point of being boring. It actually really suits the best sound of the band. I think it's, mm. it's not often I say that a clinical production will suit the sound of a band, but for this, it does synths and all this expansive reverb washed stuff. It's just fantastic. So even the drums, they sounded very, very sort of locked into their places. But it was, it really suited how the, how it went through. And I think it's all in support of the of the vocalist, because mm. I mean his voice just absolutely suits this band down to the down to the ground. It's unbelievable how cohesive everything sounds, even though they go off in such strange. Well, it's not so strange, but it's just always different. And they go through all these different things, and it always sounds like it's one unit. So, mm. hats off to them. And that bass, that bass synth, bass tone. Yes, please. More bass tone. <laughs> <laughs> On the <Nice>. fence. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Joy, what about yourself? Yeah, this this is what I would describe as a Venny record when we, when we <laughs> right. do the podcast. Um, this is like one 
because it's on Palasia Records, I know that it's a Venny record, but I have to tip my hat to Venny. He's been doing two years now of stuffing this down my throat and he's finally achieved what he set out to do because <laughs> I am, this album is brilliant. Oh, it is. Nice. And, you know, The Ocean are such a phenomenal band anyway, so you know if it's on Palasia Records, it's like Season of Mist for me, you know, you know it's going to be a good one. But this has, um, and I agree with um, Kyle, what you were saying there, I've, I've got my notes, the, the bass tone on this, and the way the bass is, I don't know if it's high up in the mix or whether just they actually use some more effect, but there's so much of the bass going on. It's a really warm album as well, like, um, which, like, <laughs> previously I would not have been warm to these sort of albums, but we reviewed um, the last album, or the latest album from the band called Som, S-O-M, mm, on our, yeah, it was good. Was it last podcast? Possibly, well, I can't remember many, but, um, and that was sort of like the, the, the album that broke the camel's back for me in terms of getting into this genre, and mm. like this album, I, you know, vocals, Carl, you touched on the vocalists, it's similar to like that Tesseract or Som-esque, I'm not mm. saying it's definitely like that, um, but it's, it's got full of fucking wicked riffs as well, which I really like, because, I am a metal head at heart, and I'm sort of like now discovering this thanks to my mate Venny. But it's still got wicked riffs in there that I keep me interested as well. Notably on um, Our Fire, um, it's got a real headbanging riff, and that again with the bass tone. But I think Dave, you touched on death there. It's got such a wicked riff running throughout it. Mm. The, the use of the synths, the electronic, such a. This album is absolutely fucking brilliant. Mm, nice, nice. And Duncan. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. Um, Libra. Uh, I enjoy long walks in the... No, is that the wrong... Sorry. Uh, the, no, no, no. The, there's a lot... There's a lot to enjoy about the death of death. Um, I think it's going to be bouncing over several points that people have already made. The thing, like once again, as everyone knows out there, don't read anything. So sorry, <laughs> press people, don't read it. Um, so I just listen to it, and then I am schooled at the start when Dave fills me with all the information, and I usually find <laughs> out that I picked the wrong country of origin. Um, you know, completely misunderstood what the album's meaning was. All these things, but sometimes it contextualizes my thoughts, mm. <clears throat> which is where this lands in because the the overriding feeling for me was cinema theater mm. um this on its first listen for me was kind of almost it was a bit overwhelming in parts um specifically from the way it had been produced mm. there's a there's an element here of making sure that every part of the listening experience the 360 listening experience is full of sound and some description um which is not an easy thing to do without making something sound essentially too heavy in yeah. the mix you know like too weighty and this never veers into that at all a lot of that is to do with how they've composed the the, the synth parts themselves you mentioned it Dave and I, I can't stress this I'm the one man crusade for, for synths um, in, in music there's a time and a place to use them right mm. sometimes they can just be used as a gimmick um, which is more often than not they're used as a gimmick but 
this is what happens when you do them well. Like, this is what happens when they're actually written into the composition or at times the, you know, the, the root of the composition that everything else rests on as opposed to having a song already written and then leaning the synths at the top because synths are in. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, that, that to me was one of the, the, the big things that I kind of took away from the listen was how well composed those parts are. Musically, we're at high level here and songwriting were at high level but to me every song felt like it was a series of movements that concluded and then the curtains closed and then the curtains opened again and then it was the next part of the theatre um, and that's really 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 well done because when you're talking about like and once again it's six songs it's 40 minutes um, the danger is that when every song finishes with finality and then a slow build back in again there can be a bit of a drop of interest that slow burn thing you're talking about when you get the payoff when you finally get that payoff you're riding that payoff to the end of the song the last thing you really want to have to do is go back to the beginning again and then start the journey back up the hill mm. um, and this somehow manages to avoid that in a way which I'm not entirely sure I can I can verbalise I think it's because every song sounds so different <clears throat> in terms of what they utilise as the entry point so when you're listening to it it's not like alright we're starting with a slow build up of synths then we're, there's a different entry point into every single song which actually gives it character and that's the word I would use like overall in this one as a huge amount of character to it um, the only nitpick I had and I spoke to you about this I love the vocals on this there's a couple of songs he uses a kind of discordant note for effect I hate it when vocalists do that. Um, I'd like I'd, I'd, I like vocals to be in like on the key, on the note, and he, he deliberately it's a deliberate technique and it adds to the sound, adds to a bit of the you know the, the the texture to it. It's just not something I enjoy listening to. But it is the it is the most minor of nitpicks. You're listening to high quality, excellently produced, well composed, kind of, and I would argue more post metal. Um, predominantly is the, is the kind of thread through mm. in the way that I would argue that a band like The Ocean are more post-metal than they are kind of into prog but they are certainly the prog elements there and mm. that's their core I think that's where it works at its best very very rare to, to find a band that I know nothing about that have been on the go for as long as they have granted not many releases but to release something which sounds so singular of vision like to me this is a band that's completely found its sound um, yeah. it's all encapsulated on this record and I think you're getting a taste in parts of where the next release might go and they may start incorporating more elements that they've used so much richness here and I'm I'm glad that Depeche Mode was mentioned because there was a bit of that going in the back of my head where you know I thought you yeah, know that's a really clever element and I like that kind of 80s vocal style it's, it's something you don't you don't. You can sometimes get with prog, but you don't always get with post metal. And I, I thought that worked really well, even though post metal is predominantly kind of European and Scandinavian. A lot of the vocalists sound like that. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, there's there. This is one of these releases where, like, I was genuinely excited at the end of it and listened to it several times, and I'm still picking out like a small attention to something, a little accent, a little, a, a, a clever little use of production. Um, that like, kind of surprised me. There's a lot of depth to this um, and a lot of 
kind of value on a re-listen. So yeah, they're well and truly on the radar. Can't wait um, for future music from them. Hopefully it doesn't take too long. It sounds like they're all quite busy in other avenues that this might be the only, you know, may have been afforded some time, COVID, um, <laughs> to, to, to get in and record something together. I just kind of hope that on the back of this, they're they're aware that you know the you know they put out something incredible and they should be continuing on with it. So yeah, yeah really like this. Nice, nice one. Um, okay, so um, ratings for this new album uh, from Playground: The Death of Death. Um, um, so for me, I I think I, I love the production. Um, I I really enjoyed the concept and the blend. He's about to give this a four. Oh, really, no. really well done. Um, my my only kind of um, the only thing for me is I, I didn't find the full album completely memorable. Hmm. Um, I find there are a few tracks that stuck with me, um, but there were some that didn't really leave a kind of huge impression. Um, but not every track on this album is written with the intent of being like a showstopper. Um, yep. Some of them are there to kind of transition you to the next part of the album, so maybe that's why they didn't completely stick with me afterwards. Um, Duncan is right, though. It's a, it's a 4 out of 5 for me. <laughs> this system is broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> kind of um, Venny, what did you think? What's your, your rating for this one? Yeah, same again. 4 out of 5 for me. Uh, really... Uh, yeah, as Duncan said, not a band I've heard of, not something I was expecting, especially with the name of the band, which they might need to sort out. But um, yeah, I, I um, it's been something... calling the band out. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe it means something else in Greek. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nice. Um, four out of five. Um, Kyle, give I'll give you one goddamn guess. <laughs> first of the year. Yeah, yeah, first of the year. <laughs> first of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid names aside, this is five out of five album for me. It's absolutely stellar. Yeah. Fire. Mm-hmm. I'd give it fifteen out of five if I could. I fucking That's love not this. how the numbering yeah. system works. So I know. Start. <laughs> like. Maybe it should, because there's no way this and the other one... I don't know how they teach you math in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They just send you out in a, in a ship to kill the other fuckers. How, don't you question got, how many churches are burning? Ben has five churches. Three of them are on fire. How many will be left? I have one large axe. Sven can shut up. <laughs> Sven has five churches. Three of them are burning. How angry is God? Um, <laughs> ah, joke's on you. Which one of them? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's true. This is true. Okay, five from Kyle. Um, Joy. It's hard not oh. to give this a high rating. I'm going four. Four, nice, nice. Four out of five. And Duncan. Yeah, just to stress, when I was saying the system is broken, this is a four-star album, but that value means nothing oh, to really? you because you've already <laughs> given it out to buy oh, it. It's not a four-star <laughs> album. Yeah, this is this is brilliant. Like like I see, in terms of just foundational work and putting out a release that like has me like super interested musically, um, lyrically, j- j- everything about it is just engaging. That you kind of want to see what they do next. So four to me is is the right grade. Yeah. Excellent. 
Um, so, uh, Playgrounded, The Death of Death, out on the 18th of March on Plagic Records. Um, if you want to check out the band, um, you can check them out facebook.com forward slash playgrounded um, or check them out on Bandcamp, playgrounded.bandcamp.com. Check out the pre-order. Let us know what you think. If you've heard any of the singles, I have released a couple so far. Um, happy to hear your thoughts and opinions um, on those new tracks. Um, that is the review, gentlemen. So, um, we are... We are hurtling towards the end of the uh, Metal Epidemic Heavy Matters collab podcast. Um, I just want to say thanks again to, to Joey and Venny for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been good talking to someone else apart from Duncan and Kyle for a change. Because like, I'm see so sick face. of his faces, man. Yeah, you can see it in his face. The wave of euphoria washed over him, which explains his first grade. Um, <laughs> he's just so happy. He's like, a weight has been lifted. I can throw out fours willy-nilly. Yeah. Duncan, we don't have to agree. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. I just, I just, like, I, I just remember you were my best man. <laughs> and I'm here too. <laughs> in fairness, I didn't know you when I got married, though. Or did I? Was he on board when I got married? No. Um, Metal Epidemic was on the go. No, well, Rock and Reels uh, was yeah. on the go. But Kyle wasn't on staff yet. Ah, right, okay. Or I would invite you, Jay. You could have come across. <laughs> it would have been fun. It would have been, yeah. yeah. Hi, man, that I've only ever spoken to once in a podcast. Welcome <laughs> to my wedding with all my friends and family. <laughs> all right, if you're going to be that sarcastic, I'll talk to you in Once again, uh, Joey, what's, uh, what's your website? How do people listen to Heavy Matters? Oh, it's uh, uk, and you can just type Heavy Matters into um, Spotify. It's it's really that simple, uh, Dave. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Playing these, that's what I like. Um, <laughs> check those guys out. Um, I'll put some links into your, your socials and stuff in the, the description of the podcast so you can have a look at their socials, have a listen to their podcast, get on board, check these guys out. Um, we'll be back with another podcast very soon. Um, until then, um, keep checking out our uh, YouTube reviews um, and uh, keep checking out the website. We've got a ton of writers that are putting up content daily. Um, Joy wants to say something. What is it? Sorry. I d- yeah, we usually just do that. I'm not right. <laughs> waving my hand. Um, we, just, we just talk over each other. We, you were just, yeah, yeah, you were just gone. Yeah. Like, cheers, come on, lads. Right, fuck off. Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I wanted to say... Um, thanks for having us uh, on the show it's been uh it's been great um really good listening to so many people's different opinions on uh two albums um but no it's been great and thank you so much and um we would like to obviously extend the invitation for you to join on on our show this year at some point yeah um, for sure to love to hear more about um Kyle and uh, his either Betrayer uh, band that we didn't get into, um, mm. Duncan's failed modelling career, which I have <laughs> pictures on. And um, it was not failed. How's it <laughs> going st- these days? Are you still good? Uh, COVID has hit the industry hard, right? We've all been forced <laughs> to work from home. That's why I'm pleased to announce the renewal of my OnlyFans um, for a small nominal <laughs> fee. Um, so. 
Well, and talking to collabs, we can do that as well, Duncan, because I, <laughs> I also don't like wearing clothes. So here we go. This is, Dude, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> I say beautiful, uh, beautiful's, you know, it's I'm implied. They'll put, you, but you put that back. You get, I'll talk to you about this. <laughs> but um, yeah, we can talk about that and also the, um, also about your podcast, because we didn't speak to you about that, but um Listen, again, from me, um, I'm sure Benny might want to say a few things. Thanks so much. It's been an absolute, absolute blast chatting to you guys. Uh, some good laughs. Is Benny still there? Or is he? I am. I oh, am he's... still here. But yeah, I mean, nothing much to say. But um, thanks very much for having us on. And yeah, we look forward to inviting you over to our house for the next one. Yeah. All I can say to that is I don't think Clothes you're ready optional. for this jelly because my body's too <laughs> bootylicious for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's our house, our rules. That means that we get to decide what we're going to listen to. True. True. Could why did I get the feeling? Why did I get what? Like the ear just went out the room really quickly there. <laughs> um, sorry, Dave. I interrupted you there. No, no, you're fine. You, you, you sit, see it out, mate. No, we've uh, we've had a blast as well. Um, that's what it's all about, you know, chatting about metal, getting different opinions, different, everyone's thoughts on on different albums. So it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we'll be back soon with a new podcast, uh, and we'll be joining the, the Heavy Matters guys soon on their podcast as well. Uh, be sure to check that out. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Look out!